Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, girls. Hey. What up, baby kicks? I'm testing out new intros. I hope you guys like them. Today, we're talking about all the freaking mistakes we've ever made when it came to launching and mistakes we see y'all making when it comes to launching so we can just call them for what they are and give you the flip side of what you could be doing to correct the mistake or prevent the mistake so you can be like way more successful than anyone else you've ever met in your life. (laughs) Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, I was trying to come up with a pancake analogy just then, but I'm going to not do that. So you can just like be a flapjack in the sea of waffles. Well, you were, <laughs> you were talking about the flip side and I was, hey, never mind. It's, it's fine. Not it's gonna, fine. It's not going to work. So we're excited to talk to you about all these mistakes so that you can really get in the right mindset because I think a lot of it it comes down to mindset more than anything else because most of the other problems are either like technical issues that y'all just need to get with someone and figure that shit out Mm -hmm. or they are issues with, you know, things that aren't necessarily, I don't know. It's generally the mistakes we see people making are mindset Focus. If your link was broken, that's your own damn fault. Yeah, you need you need to go fix that, girl. Fix but. the link. <laughs> so let's just start giant talk. We have a giant list that we're going to go over with you today. And the first one is, I feel like, the biggest mistake we ever made in launching. And oh. we did it over and over and over and over again before we looked at each other and we were like, hey, maybe, like a novel idea, just maybe. The reason why we're not selling as much as we want is because we're already thinking about the next thing that we want to create or sell, and our people might be able to tell that. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's like juju or if it's like vibes or if you're just not focused or you're not giving him the time or the energy or what the deal is, but people can sense when... When you've moved on. When you've gone on to the next thing or you are just focused on all the other things instead of your launch. So Mm -hmm. take it for what it is. And as simple as it sounds, it is very difficult. You need to clear your calendar whenever your launch week is, whenever you plan to put something out into the world. And it's not just one day, by the way. You don't generally have a one-day launch for a product or a service. Just, Just saying. You need to clear your calendar and you only need to be working on that launch. And you're, you're going to, you're going to tell me, but it doesn't take me all day to post the one thing on Instagram. So I should be working the rest of the day on other stuff. No, you need to be active on social media. You need to be giving value to your people. You need to be answering questions in your email inbox. You need to be active in all the places. And I promise you This mistake alone could be the difference between you making $500 and $3,000. Yeah. Because honestly, like what would happen to us is we would, we would launch something and then we would be creating the other thing or working on something else and the cart would still be open. And since we were so busy with everything else in our business and not focused on the launch, we would get an email from someone that had a question about the thing we were trying to sell them. And it's not like we were annoyed, but it was like, oh, we had the webinar. Like, why are we still talking about this? Because the cart is still open and people still want to buy it. And I feel like when you have that type of energy around something because you're so busy somewhere else that you don't have the time to be there, it really, really rubs off and it can affect you. And, and when we stop the focus on everything else and put the focus just on the thing that we we're launching, especially very recently, we, when those emails came in, I was excited to talk to them. I was really pumped to answer their questions and be with them because I was still in that, in that zone and I was happy to be there. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to move on. Focus. 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 Simple as that. Focus. So the next thing I think a lot of us suffer from, if you yeah. are is a type A personality. Mm-hmm. Trying to make it perfect itis. You tend to want to have everything a certain way. And this leads a lot of people to never even getting to the stage of making the money from the mm-hmm. sale because they are still perfecting the product. They're still perfecting the sales page. They're still perfecting this, that, and the other. And they never get it out into the world. And the only thing we need to say about it is good is good enough. Good is good enough. And and I'll repeat one thing and say that you learn more by just launching it, even if it's mediocre, than if you try to tell yourself what needs to be done. Like your customers and your audience and the people hearing about it and signing up for it will give you way more feedback than you could have ever put into it to make it better. But you cannot get that feedback if you never launch it. It, We like to think we're the smartest person in the room all the time. But I mean, sometimes that's true, but like... 
when it comes to helping other people with your, your thing. Your clients have a lot to say about the future success of your business. So you yes. need to listen to what they think and what they say. But if you never get it out there, how are you supposed to know what they think or say? Yep. So this next thing is a mistake that I feel like I personally made for a long time and and that I tried to like put us in a box for things when in reality, I just needed to kind of like, I don't know, listen to our people some more. And it's when you follow too many formulas or template launches, or you got to have 17 and a half emails with 18 videos and the buttons and, and this order is how it has to work. And, and if you follow that too structured for too many times, I'm not saying it won't work once or it won't work to get you like used to launching something. But if you're going into launching your thing and you're taking advice from people that they say that's the only way that it can work, that's your first red flag. Because, you know, we asked, I just saw this question pop up in in a bunch of groups I was in the other day. Someone asked, how do you like receiving freebies? Do you want a PDF or do you want an audio file or do you want a video? Every single person had a different answer. And the majority of the people were saying, well, it really depends on your audience. Like, what do they want? What does the majority of your audience like? And that's the answer for everything. You will find that some of your audiences prefer a shit ton of really lengthy emails and like beautiful storytelling, and they don't care if you host a webinar. You'll find that some people just want like short and to the point emails or no emails, and they just want to like follow you on social media and see what's going on. Like you just have to try different strategies and see the conversions and the reactions of those things. Well, and the thing is, the world is constantly changing. And yep. so you have to be aware that this template, whenever you got it, it may be outdated already. Like yep. it, like the, the theory, the, pr- the principles, they may have worked six months ago, but this new technology is out or this new thing is happening. And people are just functioning different because people react to trends mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And so if people are on these bandwagons, you might be missing the boat if you're like waiting for someone to come out with something. So yeah. I would rather you be a little risky and try new things before they're popular than wait until someone comes out with the perfect formula. Yep. Absolutely. So now this is something that is a little, this sounds harsh. (laughs) Lay it on me. But I think some of you are trying to sell stuff that you aren't actually capable of yet. Ooh. So I know you're like, wait, what? No, (laughs) I mean... Literally, are you ready to sell the thing that you have your eye on? I don't know. You might need to think about it. There's definitely things that we put the cart before the horse on. A hundred percent. Now, granted, we learned a ton from those launches. Were they as successful as they could have been if we had waited? Probably not. Perhaps not. So you just need to focus on what can you sell now that you are the most capable of selling because you're probably going to be the most capable of launching it if you're the most capable of 
selling it, the most capable of keeping people happy on the other side, if it's something that's going to super challenge you or it's something you're brand new to, like, for instance, if you are an account, I've used this analogy before, if you're an accountant and you want to be like a wedding calligrapher, like... (laughs) It's going to be that transition is not an easy one. It can happen, but you have there's steps along the way. You can't just go from selling, you know, CPA services to like wedding services in the same business. Like it just doesn't work that way. And I know that seems really drastic, but I've seen y'all do it. You (laughs) you try to like change like total industries total product offerings without any notice to your audience and your audience is like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. i am not buying that mostly because they are just confused with what's happening and people are confused it's because they don't trust you and when people don't trust you they don't buy from you yeah period So you have to kind of prove your corner a little bit. And I'm not saying wait forever to sell the thing, like not at all. Like I definitely want you to get it out there. But I also want you to sell something you are super comfortable with, something that like you are like you rock it, like you are just jamming at that thing instead of something that's really going to challenge you. Yeah, jam at it. So this next one is a twofer. So the mistake of trying too hard to be like everyone else and the mistake of trying to be too different than everyone else. So let me explain. So when you try too hard to be like everyone else, obviously it's just not going to go over well. You're going to be using the templates that just aren't authentic. You're going to be using someone else's voice. It's just going to be sold in a way that's just like, eh, this isn't what your brand feels like. It's what your audience needs and it's just going to flop and you're going to think it's about your material but I pretty much can guarantee you it's just really like, what did it look like? How did it feel? What did it sound like to other people? And did it sound like you, right? But then the flip side of that, and I've been seeing this a lot, and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, so I'm not going to go too deep into this, but wanting so much to be so different than everyone else that you miss out on opportunities that just flat out work, that are just successful marketing tactics, like webinars, like emailing, like video, like being on social media. We sit here and we're like, well, I don't have the time to do this or it only works for those people because they're that type of audience. It's not going to work for me. So I'm just going to launch in a super like unique and non-traditional way by doing, you know, whatever, like post one thing to Pinterest or something. And you expect the results to be equivalent to the people who are doing the work in all the other channels. Now, I'm not saying you have to like be on all the social media platforms or do all these things that make you uncomfortable, but I want you to at least try some tactics and don't just write them off as like, well, I'm just going to do something unique because I've seen so many webinars, so I'm not going to do a webinar. Well, the reason why you see so many webinars is because they freaking work. Mm-hmm. So there. <laughs> so there. So... So there. So there. So Mm -hmm. seriously, another thing I've seen happen time and time and time again, and we've even done this, okay? Oh, yeah. Is that you guys are sacrificing user friendliness and you're sacrificing ease of checkout and you're sacrificing, you know, all of these things 
because it's just easier for you and you can get it out quicker. And although I want you to launch quickly, like I'm all for that because most of the time we're most of your all's problem is you wait too long. And so Mm -hmm. generally it's not that you're trying to launch too quickly, but I also see you putting quote unquote Mm band-aids on these problems and they're causing you more issues in the long run. We had a system that we invested in that was supposed to turn our Squarespace site into a membership site. Well, and I'm not even going to be all vague here. We wanted a membership site. And at the time that we wanted to create it, there was not a whole lot of options. Like yeah. Teachable was still figuring its shit out. Like Thinkific wasn't a thing. Like uh, we weren't on WordPress, so we weren't going to build our own. Like the options were just not there. Like it just wasn't. So we saw a plugin called Tiny Pass where it was a, a, it was a what do you call that? A pop-up, a, a paywall. So we could add this piece of code on our Squarespace site. And if you went to a specific page, this paywall would pop up and prevent you from seeing the content unless you were a member. So you could sign in or you could choose a plan and pay. It sucked. Like the functionality was awful. The payment structure of us getting paid was horrible. Y'all like wanting to cancel or change or upgrade your membership was not user friendly. Like it just wasn't working. It was not what we wanted it to be. But we like rushed into picking that because we wanted really badly to offer a membership model when if we had just waited and either decided on a different platform for our membership or weighted in general, we would have learned that we didn't even want to be offering a membership to begin with. So we restructured it to a course and didn't need that paywall anyway. So then we had to move everyone over from that platform to a new platform. And it was just a big headache. But here's the thing that happens when you put band-aids on. You create more problems. This is like putting a band-aid on a fire hydrant that's like exploding. Like you're like, this will hold it. This will make it work. No, seriously. Shut up with my analogies. It's (laughs) Emily. Emily's really down in me right now. But you guys, it's got, do you think that bandaid is going to hold the fire hydrant in? (laughs) It's like putting a bandaid on a pancake when it's not even cooked yet. It's just going to run all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) oh god no but seriously it is a problem (laughs) and you're making more problems because of it okay just take the like in the same sense that we're like just launch the thing just launch the thing it's it's a happy merriment of take the time to to catch your breath for a second and ask yourself like what is the functionality how is this actually going to work and don't sacrifice on that piece just to rush your thing out the door. I would rather you do a pre-sale so you could like get people in on your Stripe or PayPal or however you collect money for this thing if you need another month to decide, okay, what's the platform I'm going to use to deliver it? Yeah, I, I think a lot of times it's you just don't think about the purchase point. I, I think... The band-aids tend to happen on last-minute things that are just not on your mind. You're like, you're worried about how you create the product. Right. You're worried about this, that, and the other. You're not worried about delivering. So, like, right. if you're a product-based business, 
you're like, I'm going to make all these different things. And then you're like, wait a second. All Mm -hmm. my different products are different shapes and weights. I I talked someone out of offering coffee mugs because the stuff she ships right now cost her $2.70 to ship. And I said, girl, you're going to need an entirely different package to ship that coffee mug. How are you going to do that? Like, can you afford to up that? And if y'all don't realize... Shipping coffee mugs is expensive. That's why they cost a lot of money, rightfully so, because they're heavy and you don't want a broken coffee mug. So just ask yourself those things, right? Like, what have you normally been shipping or selling or delivering or packaging or whatever? Mm -hmm. And how is the new thing that you want to add going to change the existing system? And can do you have the time to figure that out right now? And then look at things like your checkout process. There are so many times where I've seen people put literal roadblocks to having people purchase from them. Like, for instance, when we were in a service-based business, it was, oh, fill out this form, and then I'll call you, and then we'll set up a meeting, and then you can fill out this contract, and then you can pay us. Mm-hmm. Where, Depending on what the service is, why couldn't someone just check out on your website? Yeah. Like, why couldn't they pick a date to work with you and check out immediately? Like, you are preventing people from buying from you in a lot of ways. And if you can just take down the barriers to entry, Mm -hmm. people will come in. I'm not saying it's going to be a flood, but (laughs) it's it's going to be easier. You got to take down the walls. Exactly. And and that will help the mindset piece because the problem is, is that If you're making just one of these mistakes, but I bet you're making more than one of them, you're going to convince yourself that the thing you created is shit and that's why people aren't buying it. But I really want you to ask yourself, how is the checkout? How is it delivered? Did I tell them well enough of what it was and how much it costs and why they need it? Like at the end of the day, I can pretty much guarantee you that the thing you're offering is just fine. It's all of these other pieces that need to be adjusted. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So then the old build it and they will come mentality. Oh, Lordy. It only works in baseball ghosts, not in real life. Baseball ghosts? Yeah, the movie. Build it and they will come. Field of dreams. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball player ghost. Oh, Lord. If you build a stadium in your backyard, ghost baseball players will come. That's the only way this works. It doesn't work anywhere else. Nope. Just in the supernatural world. Just then. Yeah. But seriously, we see, yeah, we see you guys making these things and, and, and and I, I want to give the reason why we have this unique perspective is because, you know, we see so many of you coming into our programs or our group and, and you're introducing yourself and, and you're, you know, this is what I do and it's fine. So I like to spy on y'all. So I'll click on your Facebook profile and 99% of the time, it will not have a link to your shop or your business or your website. Why? I will try to, why? I will try to find you on Instagram and I can't search you by your name. So if I don't know what the name of your business is, how can I find you anywhere else? Your URL is like something completely different than what's on your social channels or what your name is or what you offer. Uh, It's really hard to search on Etsy. So if you don't have a direct link to that, I can't find you there because you think that just by existing that people are just going to find you and that someone will tell someone how to get to you and then they're just going to go buy all your things. We, we personally try really hard to spy on you and we yeah. still have a terrible time. And it makes y'all make it difficult. <laughs> and I am the queen at Facebook stalking. Me too. So don't test me. But I don't know what half of you do because you don't tell me in your Facebook. No, it's so true. Change your privacy settings. Yeah. Too. You run a business. Just don't post weird shit on your personal. Exactly. Well, and I think... 
you know, okay, even if we're doing a good job in those channels, a lot of us feel like a broken record when we're launching something, oh. especially when you're in that like launch week or season or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure you've heard it before, but I, I legit want to reassure you, your people do not count how many times no. you talk about a product. No. They are not tallying up how many times you're salesy on your Instagram versus how many times you're personal on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. No one other than you gives a shit about that. So if you're doing a happy mix that makes you feel good, chances are it's still not even enough to be obnoxious. So let's, let's, I'm going to make a parallel for the, for you. You know, people walk into a retail store and someone walks up to you and says, how can I help you? Or at least they used to 20 years ago. I don't know about it anymore, <laughs> but someone checks out your website or comments on your Instagram and you just act like they never existed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you just acted like a real person and said, Hey, how are you doing? How can I help you? What's up girl? And like talked about what you do and what yeah. you offer. You could do so much more. It's true. Introduce yourself. Introduce Tell yourself. me what you do. All the time. People want to know and don't, the broken record thing is a really hard thing to get over, but eventually you'll be like, it's okay. And now Mm -hmm. it's natural because Mm -hmm. I have learned my pitch. I understand how to sell my products. I understand my go-to phrases and my, the things I'm really comfortable saying, and they come out of you in a way that just flows and it makes you less tired at the end of the day. When you're constantly right. trying to reinvent the wheel all of the time, you're exhausted. Yeah. Well, and we do this too, where we go to y'all's Instagram and we try to see if we can know what you do just by looking at your feed. Mm-hmm. So like without reading your bio on Instagram, can we tell what you do? And nine times out of 10, we can even include your bio and still not know what you do. Mm-hmm. But If we scroll back and we're looking at the last three and six and nine images and you have not once said, here's what I offer and here's where you can go get it, that's a problem. Check your feeds right now. Pause and check and come back to me and tell me. Say, Emily, Mm -hmm. I have not sold anything. Yeah, I'll I'll be sitting in Starbucks when I know y'all are listening to this and I'll just like get a wave of like telepathy, telepathy. (laughs) telepathy with your responses and I'll just know. I was was just going to say your ears were burning, but Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. All right. So after that, I have to just say the the next two things kind of go hand in hand. Yep. So either A, you ignore your people (laughs) or, or B, you pay so much attention that the first sign of someone saying one minor negative comment, you are just like, oh my God, I suck. Mm -hmm. I am so bad at my job. My product is awful. Why do I do this job? Mm -hmm. I I should just go back to work. Uh I give up. I, I mean, being an entrepreneur is like, a serious emotional roller coaster. And if you let people affect your 
true feelings, Mm -hmm. you are going to end up in therapy by next week. Which is not a bad thing. Please end up in therapy if you need to be in therapy. We're all in therapy, guys, for good and bad reasons. But that's not going to be a fun reason. No. You you just got to shake it off. Generally speaking, generally speaking, one negative comment is not, please take this with you, is not what the majority thinks about your product or offering. No, and if you feel that, I encourage you to go back to the very beginning of our podcast and go listen to the episode with Cindy Spiegel. We talk about giving competition the middle finger and we talk specifically about how to deal with online haters and negative Nancys. And so she's really, really got some good lingo in there for you to kind of walk through yourself if you, you feel like those are getting you down. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They suck. Like, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, just don't let it bother you. It's going to roll off your back. Like, sometimes they really suck. But to have some some ways that you're going to tackle those if and when they come and, like, arm yourself and empower yourself with those now, I think you're, you'll be better off. Well, and to be totally honest, like, to be completely 100% transparent, we just did a survey from a recent launch and we did it anonymously so we could get real valuable feedback. Yeah. And I was reading through the feedback and no one was outwardly negative, but some of the comments were like, I got really defensive about their suggestions. They were literally suggestions Mm -hmm. to make the product better. Mm -hmm. And I was like getting like heated. And I was like, someone else needs to read them and give me a summary because I was going to lose my marbles over. Right. Right. And it wasn't even a bad thing. And no, they're fantastic suggestions. No, they're, they're on, they're seriously amazing suggestions. And, but I was just like taking every little piece as like Mm -hmm. a personal jab And that is totally not what they were or what they were meant to be at all. And so, A, when you see something and automatically assume it's negative, most of the time, generally speaking, there's a lot of really good human beings on this planet. Right. And they usually have good intentions. I mean, there's obviously some nasty people out there. Right. But sometimes you are just assuming the tone And taking it a certain way, and that's not how they meant it. Right. I think my favorite favorite takeaways from Cindy and from a couple other people we've talked to about this is, A, always assume positive intent, but B, you do not have to forgive or be nice to assholes. Like, you do not have to assume someone who's being really, really rude to you had positive intent or that you need to be nice to them or say anything to them if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. But, like, people where you might feel like it's just coming off the wrong way, say it, like, flowery in your head out loud and, like, assume that they came from a really, really good place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this goes the same with unsubscribes. I think this thread kind of, like weaves in and out of our Facebook groups every now and then of people like not caring and then bringing it up and then not caring and then bringing it up. And recently people are caring a lot about their unsubscribes on their email list. And girlfriends, at the end of the day, every single person on your email list costs you money to have them there. So if they are not interested in what you are putting down, that doesn't mean that every person needs to be buying. 
But if the people are engaged and they're enjoying it, they're sticking around, they're opening the stuff, they're clicking on the stuff, those are the only people you want to hang around. Well, plus unsubscribes, I would, you would be surprised how many people are like, they love you. And then somehow they accidentally signed up over the years with five different (laughs) email addresses. Mm -hmm. And then they decide on one Saturday to go unsubscribe from four of them. Yeah. So it's not that they hate you. They still get your email, but they remember we got an email from one of our students. She like literally sent us an email that said, Hey, 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 I'm still here, but I just realized I was on your list with like five different emails. So I'm still there, but just on one now. <laughs> so don't always, again, don't right. assume negative intent. Sometimes people are like, ah, I don't want this kind of mail in this inbox. And yeah. they're just cleaning their shit up. Exactly. So just get, just let it go. Don't even look at it. Nope. I, I don't even know how many unsubscribes we get on an average email, and no. for good reason because it would probably make me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, just don't even look. <laughs> the next, What's the next one. The next one is about moolah. Ooh, cash dollar bills. So y'all are s- sometimes being a little overzealous about how much money you think is possible from a launch. Well, and, yeah, and we've done this. We've literally done where we're like, this next launch is going to make us 20 grand. And like, if you had actually like set out and done the math, it just literally wasn't going to happen. Like, it just wasn't. Like with the amount of people who were interested, the people who were coming, the price that it was, all of those factors, it just wasn't going to happen. And so what's your conversion rate? How many people are showing up? What what's what's happening there? And then be realistic about what's going to happen when you're asking people to buy the thing. Yeah, you have to do some real math on this and look and see is this possible with my current situation? And I think if you constantly are setting goals, especially financial ones that are out of your reach, you're going to get really frustrated and feel like you're failing. But if you can start setting goals that are reachable, Mm -hmm. especially financially, then you get to go celebrate every time you crush them. And so I'd rather you set realistic ones and then have a party instead of be like, wah, wah, every single time. Absolutely. And so that kind of goes hand in hand with focusing too much on the price. So you have to obviously know what you're charging for your thing to kind of work backwards and figure out how much money you're going to make when you launch the thing. But, you know, we, there's a couple different strategies that can use for this. And we always like looking at the end goal, like how much money do you want to make from the end of this launch or the end of the year or whatever with this product? So that's kind of the, you know, where your headspace needs to be when you're figuring out what to charge for this thing. Um, but that also doesn't mean that it can't be flexible and that you can't try a launch with it at a certain price and then add in a tier or add in a payment plan and structure some stuff up and then redo the math and redo the numbers to see what you're going to go after. But I'm telling you, you know, we've said this book like twice now in this episode, if your thing doesn't sell well, I want the last thing for you to look at is the price. Yeah, the last thing. We have looked at price like 
this launch, we're we're in the midst of a launch while we're recording this, like as in planning it, prepping. We are getting ready for big things, big changes, whatever. And the price has been (laughs) the most flexible thing in the Uh in the whole process. Yep. We have been super clear on the content. We've been creating the thing. We've been getting the systems in place. We've been setting up the webinars. We've been creating the emails. We've been getting the launch page together and all of the funnels and all of this, that, and the other thing. And the price, I swear to God, has changed at least 15 times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's fluid. Yep. It's not, it doesn't need to be set in stone. And I'm not saying like you should just pick a price and go with it, but like it's, it should be the final piece of your puzzle before mm-hmm. you hit go on the thing. Yeah, and most of you start with the price when you're wanting to launch something. And we really, really want to encourage you to set up the value, set up how it's delivered, set up why people need it. Focus on all of those pieces first yeah. before you like slap a price tag on it. Slap it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now this this mindset that I want to go over is not my own. Todd Herman, he's the founder of the 90 Day Year. He talks about this strategy, and I think it makes a lot of sense. It's the owl and wow mindset. So there's some of you that go it about life, and he makes it very clear that it's not for every, like, you don't do this for everything. Someone who's one way is not like this for every part of their life, and I'll explain here in a minute. But either you're owl and you're focused so much on where you have left to go that you're constantly pushing yourself down and you're constantly hurting and you're constantly frustrated that like you get to the point of almost burnout before you like get your butt in gear to like try to catch up and get things going again. And it's just a really hard mindset to live in. But if you can focus on living in the wow mindset, focus on living in how far you've come, how much you've accomplished, and really see the past as an asset, as experiences that you've gained, you can, you're way more likely to be successful because Mm -hmm. you can see like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing what I've been able to accomplish. I can only imagine what else is possible if I continue to move forward at this pace, at this rate. And so, but the the interesting thing about these mindsets is he mentioned that you may have the ow or wow about certain parts of your life, but not others. So you could be super financially savvy and like crushing business all day long and then be terrible at managing your weight. Sound familiar? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, seriously. So I'm like, I was like, when he said that, I was like, OMG, I had no idea. But it, I was like, I don't understand how I can be so focused and so dedicated to a certain part of my life in this other and then, part. And then we just like binge eat Cheetos and Chipotle? Yes. Yeah. All the time. Both of us are terrible eaters, but for whatever reason, Emily just keeps losing weight. I don't <laughs> understand. So frustrating. But so 
If you guys, and this is the really cool thing about these is yes, they hurt, they're habitual. Like we tend to train ourselves to go about one of these ways and we kind of live in it, but they are flexible. You can change them. You can adjust them with time and training and practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's not going to be a quick, easy fix to go from out to wow, but you can. You, you just have to focus on getting there. But once you are in that wow mindset, launching becomes so much easier because you're constantly like, man, did you see us? We are so good. Do you, cause do you notice how Emily compliments herself like all the time? <laughs> she definitely, definitely lives in this mindset. Um, but if we were just constantly like, Oh my God, like mm-hmm. we want to make $500,000 this year. There is no way we're going to get there. Like right. this, that's crazy. Right. We wouldn't get there. Right. No, I say at least once a day, like, damn, we're really good at what we do. Well, that's, that's awesome. Like, yay. I'm glad you're doing that. Cause that's way more likely to help us move forward than the other way around. You're welcome. <laughs> so, well, I hope those things it kind of maybe brought some light to some mistakes that you're making in your business. If you want more help figuring out how to launch your incredible idea, your incredible thing, we would love to have you join us in our free launch challenge that is starting super soon. You can sign up at 5daystolaunchchallenge.com for free. And we're getting started on June 12th of 2017. And it's going to be a party. Yes, we're going to go all the way through that whole coming up with your idea, getting it out there, getting it sold. And hopefully, in five days, you're going to have made money from your idea. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Which that sounds pretty freaking amazing. Uh So we're excited for you. And we think that's going to be super awesome. So I don't do we need a talk strategy to me? No, the talk strategy is go to five days to launch challenge.com. (laughs) And the strategy literally is happening over the course of five days. That's true. Together with us. And lucky for you, we only charge a 2.7% transaction fee off of every sale you make by launching something. Just kidding. That's a absolute lie uh, but you could send us burritos it's free and we do take chipotle and starbucks gift cards it's true and cheetos and i don't think cheetos has a gift card but Oreos. you can buy those things at target <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that helped head right now five days to challenge.com and five days to launch challenge five days to launch challenge.com and go tell us in the Facebook group or on Instagram that you joined. So say, hey, so you can introduce yourself and tell us what you do so we can begin to learn more about you so we can help you even more. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.
Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.